Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of MyTC Sunday Interviews. Today we have with us a well, a guest that we've had before a couple of times, Daniel McElhinney, uh, the political analyst uh, who's familiar with uh, British politics, American politics, but also true version of conservatism. In this video, we're going to be talking about the values of conservatism and uh, how society is changing, uh, whether it's because of liberalism or just general shift in terms of our cultures. Let's go to Daniel. Uh, welcome to the show, Daniel. How are you? I'm well, thank you. How are you? Thank you for having me again. Yeah, not bad. Yeah, I'm good. Um, it's everything that we talk about and the sort of topics that are not really being mentioned on by mainstream media these days. Everything's about just politics, they're, they're like policies and political parties and left and right. Um, but we have seen, and you have seen, especially since 2016, since Brexit and Trump elections and all that stuff, uh, that there has now been a new shift in terms of debate and discussions about conservatism, about values, about, um, or even from the other side, liberalism and being left-wing and you know, morally right. Um, I don't think many people are talking about these things anymore because um, I think there's been a big shift. A lot of young people are actually becoming conservative more than before, uh, but not in terms of the ratio compared to young people who are becoming more left-wing. Of course, they, they are still increasing. Um, but you and I, we're both conservative, but we are slightly different because you're more socially conservative. I'm more uh, classical liberal conservative, of course. Um, so for a lot of people who wouldn't who know um, or have heard of you, uh, first describe your own values and why you were even interested in politics in the first place. That's an interesting question. I suppose I'm a, a classical conservative, may, maybe even a post-liberal, you know, what, what people are now terming post-liberal. Um, my values are very much rooted in Christianity and the Judeo-Christian heritage of, of this country and in a personal Christian faith. Um, I first became interested in politics, actually. I mean, I've always been interested in politics, but the first time I sort of got engaged uh, was during the Brexit debate. Um, because I believed very firmly, I mean, I worked across Europe and I knew that uh, Brexit would be probably negative for me personally. Yeah. But I believed uh, and still do that it's better for the nation. And so it came a moment for me of, am I willing to sacrifice personal gain for, for what I believe to be a, a higher good for the, for the nation? And so I campaigned very, very hard. Um, you know, I, I spent some time with... Nigel Farage, who of course you know very well, a mutual mutual friend, um, and campaigned very hard for that, and sort of been in politics ever since. I mean, I really, um, I, I joined the Conservative Party when Jeremy Corbyn became leader, leader of the Labour Party, frankly, because I was terrified of the man, um, and still am terrified of that form of left-wing politics. I think it's the most disastrous thing for society. Um, but yeah, so that's a bit of my background. Yeah, I mean, um, for, for a lot of people, I mean, when you and I have had these conversations initially um, on, on paper, on the surface, you might come across as obviously um, more uh, socially uh, conservative and I might come across as kind of hippie, libertarian, kind of a, a right winger. But in reality, when we've had this conversation um, deep down, uh, we discovered that we are more similar than obviously we thought uh, we would be. Um, and that's why I always kind of try to clarify, instead of calling myself libertarian leading, I'm, these days I do clarify that you've got the economic side, you could, you could either be socialist or free markets, then you've got the social side, then, then also cultural side. So culturally, I'm with you. Culturally, I am conservative. Um, and uh, obviously, your value is coming from Judeo-Christian values, uh, which is kind of similar to a lot of people like uh, Douglas Murray or Jordan Peterson and, and a number of sure. others. Uh, and that's also on the rise. And a lot of my uh, viewers and uh, subscribers will actually take your side on this. Um, I, 
my values, I do respect and actually believe in Judeo-Christian values, even though I, I don't really practice religion, uh, but I do respect and I do believe that the, the things that we have achieved in our country, in our Western culture, is actually because of that, and uh, post-enlightenment and everything else. Um, and I do believe that uh, even the policies that I support, you know, the, the social liberalism and, you know, just individual liberty, do whatever you want to do as long as they don't harm me, I do believe that... Um, I'm not saying government should mandate against it, but I do believe that um, it is kind of changing our culture. Uh, the degeneracy that's been introduced into the Western culture, it will be our downfall, whereas uh, the East and Far East especially, uh, they are focused on just the values of hard work and family and security and protecting the country and flag and family and everything else. Um, I feel like we're losing that, don't we? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I think... You know, one of the main problems, and forgive me for saying this, but one of the main problems with the sort of creedal capitalists, you know, yep. capitalism is is divine, it's, you know, yeah. sort of heaven's, is this bizarre, this bizarre metric for measuring quality of life, the amount of sort of cheap plastic tap we can buy from China. I mean, yep. why... Why would you prefer to live in a world where you can get the newest laptop, the newest computer, but you don't know who your neighbours are? And I, I don't really understand why that constitutes quality of life. And I think we've lost something. I really do. I think we've lost something. And that's partly down to um, the way in which, because free market capitalism is not the same as corporatism. We, we don't oh, practice free market capitalism anymore. I mean, no. you live in London, as do I. And when we get a train, we don't decide which train company we go with, right? We get on the train that's there because there is one company that does it, yep. you know? And when you get a plane, you get, well, planes maybe, you know, there's more yeah. variety. But yeah, but you don't necessarily differentiate them necessarily. Sometimes you do some, but not really. But yeah. Right. I, there's a lot of industries that are completely monopolized. And it's not free market capitalism at all. It's corporatism. And it's, uh, it's dangerous. It's detrimental to society completely. So you mean um, a lot of people are becoming more materialistic uh, in the name of, of course, the freedoms that we have economically, free markets, or capitalism, that they forgot about the basic values of humanity uh, and uh, well, actually having quality in your life, right? Absolutely. I mean, I think, you know, everybody throughout history has understood that there is something beyond the physical. And we're really the first generation in history uh, or, or the first few generations in history mm -hmm. to have let that go. You know, religion is on the decline. People don't study philosophy anymore. Mm -hmm. People don't have a sense of higher calling. Could you imagine if World War II happened today? I mean, no, nobody would go and fight because nobody believes in anything. Sure. You know, it's about me, myself and I. And we've lost a sense of community. And it's not, you know, it's not government mandated or you must yep. do this for your neighbor. You must do this. But it's a sense of building our own communities around shared core beliefs. Do you think that's the problem? Because we have uh, become more individualistic, uh, which you know at times it has its uh, pros, but overall you're right that long-term consequences have been bad. Do you think it's because of that, that when you have establishments of governments trying to take us back to what you know, you, obviously you've been uh, talking about, is that they then come across as uh, mandating people what to do in their lives. And I think that's the problem that we've had. Basically, they are now angering the left-wingers uh, and also the liberals who want to be left alone, but also some of the right-wingers who want to achieve the same things, but they just don't want the government to tell them um, how to live. How do we achieve um, true, obviously, the, the values of Judeo-Christian um, well, aspects of life um, without essentially having the prime minister or president um, forcing you to believe in that? Is there a way to preach it, essentially? 
I mean, in a, in a way, there is. You know, we can preach it, but I'm not very optimistic, to be honest. I think things are things are getting worse and worse and worse. And this this is one of the problems. You know, you talk about individualism, and this I think is one of the fundamental problems. I don't think the government is mandating community. I mean, they they're using community as an excuse to do various things like yes. get everyone vaccinated, but they don't care. Yeah. The Conservative Party now is. Um, we conflated conservatism with libertarianism, which is yep. they're not the same thing. And we, we need to draw that distinction. But you, you, you mentioned earlier, of course, this concept of do whatever I want as long as it doesn't hurt anybody else. And forgive me for saying, but I think that's a nonsense because everything we do affects other people. If you I don't know if you become an alcoholic. Well, it's just harming me. Well, no, it's not. It's harming your family. It's harming your community. It's harming uh, your parents who love you or your children who depend upon you or your wife who you come home yep. and uh, beat or come home. Nor, you know, we don't live in a bubble. We, we, we are connected whether or not we like it. All of us are connected in some way to, to a wider society in which we live. And there is nothing that we do that affects only us. Yes, I know. I do be fair. I do, um, despite the disagreements we have, I do agree that there be the point that um, I think we we need a bit of not necessarily tribalism, but at least well the, the uh, values of community, whether it's your family or neighbourhood or whatever it is. Some to an extent, the basic we have to at least go back to the basics of it. You don't have to necessarily become some sort of nationalist tribalist where you're going to build a wall around your country and you know kick everybody out. Not necessarily that level of tribalism, but at least in terms of um, well, firstly, loving your family and your neighbours and, of course, your community and caring about it. And you're absolutely right. There are a lot of places where, uh, even in London and other places in the country, where the, the, the local neighbourhoods used to have this community spirit. And right now, everything's just got to been run down. People blaming things. They, they say, oh, the high street is down because of Amazon. But it's not necessarily just because of the online shops. It's not just because of capitalism. The, the high street community spirit has gone down because there's no community. Uh, people are not really supporting each other in general. And it's not just about the shops. It's everything. You know, the, the, the libraries, the community centers, the, the local parks, everything. Um, and I think I do agree. I mean, as a, again, as a more of a classical liberal leaning or libertarian leaning person, that you know, I would say priority should just be uh, you, know, you sort out your own life first. Uh, but we do need a bit of... Uh, well, unity, and uh, we don't have it. I know you're, uh, we, we are talking about doom and gloom now, but surely there must be some sort of a, um, optimistic route, right? What's going to happen? Because, well, as I said, Easterners are doing it. J Japanese culture, the Korean culture, they are doing it better than, better than us right now. Yeah, you're right, they are. I mean, I think communitarianism in, in Japan particularly can go a little bit too far. I mean, I've got a friend that's a political philosopher at Oxford, and he talked about the fact that they wouldn't heat the classrooms in the dead of winter for fear of costing the country money. So it can it can certainly go too far. Um, but I mean, is there a hope? I suppose that the hope is, uh -huh. <clears throat> I think people are becoming disillusioned with materialism. Yep. They're, they're discovering it doesn't work. You know, are the, the, some of the wealthiest men on the planet are you know, competing in a space race, which most people look at and can't quite fathom why, you know, we, we've... Why now? We've, well, yes, but also, you know, people are reaching for something more. People are reaching for something beyond uh, just their Apple products or their this and the other. And that can come out in various forms. That can come out in identitarian politics, which it has done mainly. 
but that is beginning to lose traction because people are seeing the inherent ennui of the thing the the the, it, the internal contradictions and the the sort of the disastrous effects it's having particularly on sport i mean that's being brought to the fore in the olympics and and some of the the paralympics of course where where uh, somebody won that was transgender and people are are beginning to these worldviews are beginning to break down yeah and so i hope that the the trend will be towards more of a sort of social communitarianism right. a, a, a sort of a sense of history building communities yeah around these shared ideas caring about those that live around us you know there there is a sense in which you know, as you know and as you alluded to earlier i've i've worked uh, in american politics fairly extensively and uh, i was at a conference several years ago and there were a lot of people coming up and saying the whole libertarian thing and uh, tucker carlson was there and he made a comment that struck a chord with the audience. And this is an ostensibly libertarian audience. Um, but he stood up and he said, well, what if, just imagine for a moment, what if you treated your countrymen like your family? What, what would that do? If the government treated everyone, you know, that, that relied upon them mm -hmm. as members of their family, what would that look like? And that really resonated with people that really built a chord if we if we have that sort of familial um reaction to those around us i think we can really build something back that we've lost well i think that's the biggest issue that we have i mean i want to finish this by asking you one main thing i mean we can discuss all these values and the problems that we have um but not that how do we solve it but we we are now currently have currently having a problem where this debate is happening technically on the right of the political spectrum. Um, and of course, the debates between people like me and you in terms of like more classical liberal side, the social conservative side and values and everything else. Because um, like when we fight against the socialists, we you know, discuss socialism and we just in a, a debate against the woke side, the liberal wokey people. We discuss sure. those sort of stuff. Um, is there a way to find common ground on the right uh, between the slightly moderate libertarians and conservatives and everybody else somehow? Uh, to uh, all, everybody like you and I to agree and be like, act, we do have more in common. So let's just focus on the common values. Uh, as you said, you know, let's agree that Judeo-Christian values, whether you're an atheist or Christian, uh, have had a massive impact in terms of our society. And now it's going down. Is there a way? Can we be optimistic? Um, you know, it's difficult. The, the theologian in me wants to say the only way to solve this is a mass revival or the return of Jesus Christ. <laughs> I, I say that sincerely, but at yeah. the same time, is there a way of finding ground um, beyond that? I think we have um, a common enemy. I think society has a common enemy at the moment, which is um, on one side of the spectrum, mass materialism and individualism, yeah. like radical individualism. Y yes, you know, sort out your own house before you try and sort out anything else. I think we can agree on that yeah, that's as the well. Basis. Yeah. Um, but also we have the woke identitarian politics that are tearing our society apart in such a radical way mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that it's it's frightening. You know, this 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 uh, the way in which our world is heading is scary and should scare all of us you know if, if things continue down the route that they're on mm -hmm. you know people used to think and i've said this before but people used to think that it was either going to be sort of 1984 
you know, politics, uh, sort of suppressing the masses and having an, a firm ideology or Brave New World, a technocracy where people are drugged and people, you know, et cetera, et cetera. But we, we're entering now something that no sociologist predicted, which is a Brave New 1984, right, where we're combining the worst of the technocracy, yeah. the worst of the sort of... Um, yeah, the, the the stupefying effects of social media and, yep. and all this kind of stuff with uh, political radicalism yep. and wokeism and the fact that we have conservative, senior conservative members of parliament buying into this in every major country in the world, every yep. developed economy is shocking and unprecedented. And there are some, you know, there's a few voices crying out in the wilderness, uh, you know, we know a few of them ourselves, of course, um, but, but, but they are on the minority at the moment. Yep. They're on the fringes um, and this can't continue. And hopefully, hopefully people will see yep. that this is unsustainable. We Absolutely. can't continue like this. Hopefully this sort of woke ideology will eat itself. No, you're, um, absolutely, you're absolutely right. I think that there, there are issues there. That the conserv there are a number of so-called conservatives who are not actually conservative. And I'm not really sure what's happening there with the, with the Tory party anyway. Uh, but before I let you go, uh, well, firstly, thanks again for coming on the show. But secondly, especially after your last appearance that we had in Belfast on the show, we've had a lot of feedback. Um, there are a lot of uh, viewers and subscribers who are demanding that you become a regular weekly contributor so uh, give him an answer if you want to be a regular contributor say yes <laughs> yes why not Maya let's, uh, we, let's, we, let's we, sort this we, out we could have a weekly chat about obviously not just the, just the values but like more with obviously deep philosophical conversation I think that we, we, we lack not just this channel but all the channels uh, we lack this uh, kind of space in terms of talking about the, the philosophy of life the meaning of it and uh, the, the issues that we are facing not necessarily just from the policy perspective that's what i do every day on the channel but we could talk about the real problems and how we can hopefully fix them absolutely thanks again for coming in sure no problem